This is Satori Shakur coming to you live from WDET in Detroit. Episode 3, Henrietta Ivy, Detroit native. She comes and brings us a story of the power of a cause and the activism of taking a stand for others. And here she is, Henrietta Ivy. May 16th, 2016. It is the SEIU National Convention. And we're down at the beautiful Cobo Hall in downtown Detroit. It is laid out. We got music and we got food and we got entertainment. And it's just grand. So I'm sitting there with a couple of other home care workers and we're laughing and chopping it up. And I look off into the distance and I see a guy coming. He's coming really fast and he had a clipboard in his hand. He's smiling. And I'm looking and he's looking at me and he comes up to me. He says, hi, I'm from the Hillary Clinton campaign and I'd like to know if you would like to talk to her. <laughs> sure. And he said, okay, so, so what do you do? I said, I'm a home care worker in Detroit, Michigan. He said, okay, all right. Well, don't go anywhere because I'm coming right back to get you. I said, okay. And I turned to my other home care workers. I'm looking like, and they're looking at me. And they're like, girl, you about to meet Hillary Clinton? And I'm like, whoa, I'm about to meet Hillary Clinton. Oh, and I started doing my little circle dance. I'm about to meet Hillary Clinton. I'm about to meet Hillary Clinton. And I was just like, yeah. So we're there and we slapping fives and we just talking and chopping it up again. And here he come. He came back. He grabbed me by the hand. He said, come on, follow me. So we're moving through the crowd and we're trying to get through all the people. And he takes me to the back where, you know, we're going to be meeting her at. And there are other people there who's also going to be speaking with Secretary Clinton. And we are all back there. We slap it back like, whoa, we about to meet Hillary Clinton. We all excited and everybody happy. And I'm like, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And I got my, a text message. And I'm smiling. What? And the text message read, you're going to have to make a decision on coming to work or making change in the world. Mm. Now, mind you, at that time, I was working as a part-time driver, and I had told them that I was an organizer and that the only way I would take the job is if you allow me to continue doing my organizing and doing all the stuff I do in the community because it takes a lot of time. And it was like, okay, cool, you know, no problem. Because, again, it's a part-time position. We only need you for a few hours a week. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm looking at this text message like, now I done went from, you know, into, they trying to fire me? Now, mind you, I'm crying, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm standing there, and it is moments before Hillary Clinton comes in that room to talk to us. And I'm standing there, I'm trying to gather myself, I'm like, Lord Jesus, not today. You know, and I'm trying to pull myself together, and I can hear the screams and the cheers getting louder, and I can hear them say, oh, here she come, here she come, and here come Hillary Clinton. And I'm trying to, oh God, I hope she don't talk to me first. And I'm trying to gather myself. And I see the black suits coming up the hall. And I'm like, Lord, don't let her talk to me first. Don't let her talk to me first. I ain't ready. And she walks into the room. Guess who she talked to first? <laughs> I'm standing there. I got makeup running and tears running. I'm like, you know, I'm trying. She comes up to me. She's 
very warming, and she grabbed me by, she said, hi, and I said, hi, she said, in your name, I said, I'm Henrietta Ivey, I said, Secretary Clinton, please forgive me, I, 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 was, I didn't mean to come to you this way, I just got a text message from my employer telling me I need to make a decision or make change, and we're holding hands, and she's looking at me, and she turns, she looks to the back, she talks to one of her people, and she says, can they, my God, can they do that to her? She turns back to me, and she reaches over, and we hug. And it was a tight, warming hug, and it felt so good because I was so angry and I was so hurt. And she came back, and I proceeded to tell her, my name is Henrietta Ivy. I'm a home care worker, and I came to talk to you about the struggles of home care workers. And I came to talk to you about working on a minimum wage job and having to have two jobs to support my family and to feed my children and to pay bills and try to decide whether I'm going to pay a light bill, if I'm going to buy food, or if I'm going to buy medicine for myself because I'm type 2 diabetic. So, you know, and I'm telling her, you know, um, as president of the United States, we need to know that these issues are going to be concerns of yours when you get in the White House because no working class American should have to struggle in a country as rich as the United States of America and have to decide on whether or not to eat or pay your bills. And as I told her that story, she looked at me and she said, Henrietta, everything is gonna be all right. And we looked at each other and you can see that we were connected. And she walked to the left and I walked to the left. I mean, she walked to the right and I walked to the left. Now mind you, I'm still, hurt by this text message. And I'm saying to myself, you know, I'm walking, I'm like, wow. You know, but I was happy because I was able to compose myself long enough to get that message out to her because that's what I intended to do. Didn't let it stop me. So I'm walking down the hall and I'm thinking to myself, hmm, make a decision. And I did. And to say, I made the decision to make change. Celebrate 75 years of public radio in Detroit with WDET. As our spring fundraiser commences, let's unite to support what makes Detroit unique. 75 years of people-powered radio. Invest in WDET's next chapter at WDET.org or tap Donate in the mobile app. July 23rd, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, another home care convention. We re getting ready to rally it up. We pumped, we walk into the hotel, and just before I can even get my bags checked in, I get a phone call. I'm, I pick up my phone and, hello? And they say, hi, Henrietta. I said, hi. This is Jordan from the Hillary Clinton campaign. How are you? <laughs> hi, Jordan, I'm fine, how are you? <laughs> And I'm sitting there, I'm trying to look all important, got my leg crossed in the chair. And he's telling me, you know, yeah, you know, you talked to him, uh, Secretary Clinton in May. She loved your story. She thought it was very compelling. And she would like to invite you out as one of her guest speakers for the DNC. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> now in my mind, I'm thinking, what the hell is the DNC? <laughs> because now mind you, I'm not illiterate, I promise you that. 
Had he said Democratic National Convention, I probably would have doing, been doing flips in that lobby. So he kept it short code. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, all right, he said, so I'm going to be calling you in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to be getting you together and telling you everything you got to do. I'm like, okay, call. All right. And he hung up. And I'm like, what the hell is the DNC? <laughs> So, of course, I went to one of the home care workers. I said, you know what? Can you, somebody tell me what DNC stands for? Is this something political? And he's like, girl, it's the Democratic National Convention. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. Now, mind you, my heart like, oh, shoot. Oh, my God. And, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. I can, I can handle that. I, you know, it's already going to be nothing big. <laughs> I done done some speaking before. It's going to be cool. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> so, as leading up to the weeks, I get up and they fly me out to Philadelphia. Everything is going good. I'm flying in first class. I'm looking good. I'm seeing uh, Judge Mathis. Hey, Judge Mathis. <laughs> you know, I see uh, John Conyers. Hey, John Conyers, how you doing? Hey, baby, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. <laughs> so, I'm sitting up there like, yeah, I'm up here. It's all good. And as we're flying into Philadelphia, I get to my hotel room, walk in there, put my bags down, I'm sitting on the bed. And before I can even sit down good, I'm getting a phone call. Henry, are you okay up there? Are you fine? You need anything? I'm sure you sure. You need here, you know, food, clothes, what do you need? You need anything? Bring you anything? Mm, I'm good, thank you. Hang up the phone, I'm like, whoa. Okay, royal treatment, literally. Everything I needed, they were there. Car service, anything I wanted, I had it. So they called me up again. They said, well, you know, we need to take you to where you're going to be speaking. So we need to show you exactly what to do, how to enter the stage and all this, you know, how to, you know, left, right, da, da, da. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm thinking, DNC, and he said, we're going to take you to the Wells Fargo Center. I'm like, okay. Never, not even know what that was. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, maybe it's big as the concert down on Woodward. I'm thinking to myself, that's cool, because, you know, if it's going to be an audience of this size, I'm cool, I can do that. Because, you know, I've spoken rallies, and I spoke before hundreds of people, but I was comfortable with speaking. So I'm like, okay, cool. Ah, nope. <laughs> we pulls up, and we drive them in the limousine. I'm leaning back and looking around. Hey. And we pull up to the Wells Fargo Center. Huge. I'm like, Harriet, what you done got your damn self into? And we pull up, and there are security guards. They got on bulletproof vests, and they're sniffing dogs. I'm like, the hell? This is huge. And we pull up, and they lead me into the Wells Fargo Center, and they take me to where we're going to be speaking, because there are other people there who are going to be speaking as well. And they bring us to the stage, and they walk us into this huge stage. Now, I'm familiar with that stage because I've seen it on TV. <laughs> and I've seen the podium, but it's the same podium where Barack Obama stood. So I was like, okay. I'm looking all out, and I'm like, this is going to be nice. And there was seats, I mean, among seats. And they had every state posted in the auditorium. So I'm like, yeah, I can do this. This is going to be all right. So they start to tell us about, you know, how we're going to come onto the stage and, you know, how we're going to enter left and enter right. And I'm like, okay. And as we're going through that, you know, I'm cool. I'm all right with it. Time comes for us to do our speech. We had to come out on the stage. And we're in the back, and we're getting hair, and we're getting makeup, and I'm talking, and I'm seeing celebrity, I mean, literally celebrity after celebrity. I'm seeing dancers and singers and actors and politicians. I've seen Ted Dance, and I'm like, what's up, Ted Dance? He's like, hey, here you're the Ivy. You know, 
we sitting back there with Elizabeth Warren and she's back there conversating with us just like we regular folks. And we just talking and we taking pictures and stuff. And we hugging like we best friend, girlfriend. Like we about to go have lunch. It was amazing. So the time come, hair and makeup done. They line us up to go out on the stage to tell our story. And the cameraman is really witty. He's talking about, are you guys going to do fine? He's jumping around and he's full of energy. And I'm like, okay. And as he's talking, I'm getting all like, okay, relax. And he's going, five, four, three, two, go. And I'm like. <laughs> so I'm running off to the stage. Now, mind you, all this is going on. I'm still, it still hasn't hit me that I'm in the biggest moment of my life. It didn't hit me. It did not hit me. So I walk on the stage. I'm looking pretty. And I go and I tell my story, the same story I told to Secretary Clinton back in Detroit. And as I'm standing there, I'm not even realizing millions of people is watching this. I knew there were a few hundred thousand in the audience because you can tell that it was just that big. And it's all said and done. I gave my speech. And I walk back out and I'm led into the VIP to where the home care worker session was. And I walk in there and they're like, we're so proud of you, oh, you did a great job. I'm like, thank you. And I'm like, okay, cool, this is VIP, whoa, this is nice. And then the moment comes when Hillary Clinton comes out to accept her nomination. And I'm sitting right there, heart racing. Now I'm in the VIP, so we way up, like way up, and there's a little balcony. I'm sitting right there in the front. And I'm excited, and I almost fell over, literally, because I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, here she comes. You know, the balloons are dropping, and we just screaming, ha, ha, ha. It was amazing. I will never forget it for the rest of my life, because on this journey, I've met some of the people I thought in my life I would not meet. I met Senator Khan and his wife. I met Ted Danson. I met Hillary Clinton. I met Chelsea Clinton. I've met Bill Clinton. I've met the Clintons. <laughs> now, mind you, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I would sit sometime and I would watch the Democratic National Convention on TV, now that I know what DNC is, and I would say to myself, you know, one day I want to be there. And I remember when President Obama was elected president, I was sitting in my living room, I'm like, God, one day I want to be there. I'm going to be there one day. I'm going to be there. And Lord behold, I actually was there. I was there. Amazing. Amazing. But at the end of the day, every one of us sitting in this audience should understand the importance of voting. And that's what I was trying to convey. And that's what got me to the Democratic National Convention. And that's what made me make the decision that Henrietta, you got a big job to do. Henrietta Ivy, Detroit, Michigan, is running for city council next year. My journeys were a trip, literally. But those journeys, again, brought me to that decision. And I guarantee you, if you work hard, and if you pray hard, and if you do right with all your heart, God gonna see that everything that you seek and ask for shall prevail. Twisted Storytellers is a production of WDET in Detroit. Recorded live at the Wright Museum by Connor Anderson and Rasan Cherry. Sound design and mix by Sam Bobian. Podcast coordinator Joan Isabella. 
And special thanks to Michael Perkins. I am your host, Satori Shakur, and thank you, MGM Grand Detroit, for supporting Season 2 of Twisted Storytellers Podcast. See you next time.